You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network TV Bricks. Helga Zeplarush, founder and head of the International Schiller Institute, a think tank which is registered in eight countries and has friends in around 40 countries. The institute is named in honor of Friedrich Schiller, the great 18th century German poet and playwright. Helga Zeppler-Rusch is the widow of the American statesman and economist Lyndon LaRouche. She studied political science, history and philosophy at the Free University of Berlin and was deeply involved in her husband's activities. The head of the Schiller Institute is a supporter of the Belt and Road Initiative. Good afternoon, Mrs. Zeppler-Rusch. And thank you so much for this interview. What's the role of the BRICS in supporting peace and its stability? Well, first of all, hello. Thank you for having me for this interview. Bring in the voices of the BRICS and especially the new members of the BRICS and the BRICS members of the future. You have by far the vast majority of mankind. And if they can make their voice Uh, heard, you know, then I think that will tilt the balance and be the force for peace. Now, in my view, such a peace conference for the Middle East would be just the first step in a more general global new security and development architecture, which is urgently needed. And without the BRICS, this is completely unthinkable that this would ever come on the table. So that's extremely important. Then. Another aspect is the financial side. In Shanghai, recently, uh, President Lula of uh, Brazil introduced uh, the former president Dilma Rousseff as the new president of the New Development Bank. And he at that time said that this New Development Bank of the BRICS has the chance to become the great bank of the global south. The BRICS role could then influence the United Nations uh, based on, you know, promoting the UN Charter. And, you know, I think we would see the beginning of a completely different system of international relations, which would be hope for peace as a permanent condition of, of mankind. And what are the main initiatives and programs that are being developed by the BRICS in the sphere of education and science? Well, there are very exciting developments with the BRICS Network uh, University. This is an initiative aimed at promoting the cooperation among the universities of the different BRICS countries. Uh, it would make possible the exchange of students and faculties It would allow for joint research projects and the sharing of resources and expertise. Now, there is also the BRICS Science, Technology and Innovation, the STI, which is a framework for programs of uh, collaboration in research and innovation among the member countries. It would make more easy joint uh, research projects, technology transfer, capacity building in areas of mutual interest. This is fantastic because what it basically means is that rather than every country struggling to make one discovery after the other and, you know, basically go up the chain from the lowest to the highest, it would allow for leapfrogging 
when new members of the Global South join the BRICS, you know, they could have the advantage of the breakthroughs which were made by the countries of the BRICS, which already have a longer history of development. So overall, I think this is a fantastic idea. Now then there is the BRICS Young Scientist Forum, which uh, can bring together young scientists uh, from all the countries which are members to exchange ideas. They can collaborate in research projects and that way they can work together in solving you know, the global challenges through a lot of science and technology, a lot of scientific innovation. Now, then there is the idea to have innovation competitions. This is a fantastic idea because it encourages entrepreneurship and technological innovation. Now, these competitions provide a platform for startups and innovators. Uh, they can show their ideas and receive report support for further development. The BRICS Virtual Digital Library is an online platform that provides access to educational researches, research papers, and academic journals from the member countries. So there would be a lot of knowledge sharing and everybody would profit from it. Then you have the BRICS Center for Water Resource Cooperation, which focuses on addressing water-related challenges. Uh, you can have capacity building in this area. It would aim at promoting sustainable water management and cooperation among the members. And then, you know, the member countries would hold regular meetings on the top ministerial level. They would discuss and uh, coordinate policies related to science, technology and innovation. And that way you have joint collaboration and can set priorities for future cooperation. Now, this is uh, in, an incredible uh, vector of uh, enhancing cooperation in education and science and, uh, you know, have a lot more innovation and the whole economy based on innovation. And that, after all, is the source of productivity in any economy. What impact, in your opinion, could the accession of the new members have on the economic and political potential of the BRICS alliance. The Belt and Road Initiative uh, only lasts for, for 10 years. And um, the, uh, it has become a key engine for the expansion of global trade. It's the main vehicle for overcoming geopolitics. It's open to any country that wants to collaborate. So I think this is one of the most important aspects because geopolitics is the main reason why we had two world wars and uh, you know that can be overcome uh, so the inclusion of new countries could expand the economic potential of the BRICS alliance enormously because these new members bring diverse economies resources markets and they would definitely contribute to the overall growth and development of the alliance as at the johannesburg summit recently six new members ethiopia argentina egypt saudi arabia the emirates and iran uh, have joined or will join on the first of january uh, the latter ones the latter four ones are major oil producing countries 
They have a huge development potential for Southwest Asia. But if a peace plan would, as we discussed earlier, would be implemented, these countries have the resources to have very coordinated economic buildup in, in Southwest Asia. Now, 40 more countries have expressed interest to join. That obviously uh, represents the vast majority of the world population. And with more countries joining, the alliance may have a stronger voice in international forums, such as the UN, the G20, the World Trade Organization. And they could become probably the most important voice in shaping global policies and agendas. Global South, represented by the BRICS Plus, is the most important factor which can tilt the balance and bring actually reason to international politics. So I think the BRICS clearly, in that sense, represent the biggest future, the biggest hope for the future of mankind. And eventually, you know, a new system of international relations will be the normal in, in international relations. That will mean that wars will be eliminated as a method of conflict resolution. Um, but I think it will not be just economic benefits and, and diplomatic benefits. But I think that the model of the BRICS so far to relate to each other on an equal footing, respect for sovereignty, non-interference in the internal affairs of the other, respect for the other social system, that basically means that we are on the verge of a new era of mankind. And if the countries of the BRICS relate to the best tradition of each other, um, then uh, basically, you know, the best will be brought forth in every culture and every civilization and enrich the other one. And I think that that can mean, and in all likelihood will mean, a new renaissance of mankind where we will enter the age of adulthood of human, the human species. What are the opportunities for cooperation for other countries under the One Belt and One Road initiative? Well, I think that both the leadership of uh, Russia and China and others have stated that it's open essentially to every country which agrees you know, to, the, to the principles I, I laid out before. That means, uh, theoretically, everybody can join and we could really have the one humanity, the vision of a shared future of, of one mankind. And I think what is happening with the Bed and Road Forum, that's actually the third one, I had the fortune to participate in the first one in, 19, uh, in 2017. And there, the spirit of the new Silk Road was so absolutely present. And all the people I spoke with uh, at that forum were optimistic about uh, a completely different future of humanity. In the meantime, so much has happened. And I think right now, the vast majority of mankind will be represented at the Belt and Road Summit. Uh, I think 150 countries are participating. 200 uh, either heads of state or minister level. And I'm absolutely sure that a very strong message about the one humanity and a bright future will come from this summit. How does the Silk Road Initiative influence the global trade? What do you think? 
Oh, uh, it already has become the absolute engine for uh, expansion of trade. I mean, in the last 10 years since its uh, creation, there was altogether uh, an investment and in trade of uh, $19 trillion. Uh, that's uh, already a very sizable sum. But since a lot of these projects take a long, of t long time, uh, like, for example, the uh, investment in basic infrastructure is the precondition for industry and agriculture and trade to flourish. So, and naturally, there are many, many projects in Africa which are, uh, you know, giving hope to that continent to overcome poverty and underdevelopment and become actually the continent of the future because Africa will be, uh, by 2050, it will have 2.5 billion people. And if they enjoy the cooperation of the BRICS countries, you know, they can have an incredibly beautiful future because they will have a young, young workforce. The countries have all a tremendous richness of raw materials. And if they can start to uh, process these raw materials and add to the value chain themselves, rather than just export raw materials, the future of these countries it will be absolutely bright. Thank you so much for the interview. It was a pleasure for me to have such a such an interesting conversation. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, hopefully we can work together in the future. You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network TV BRICS.